Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to another episode. I'm your host, Stephen G. Gaxiola, and you are listening to The Raider and the Saint. chance to walk out that door right now. <laughs> That's a good one, Todd. Good. That's what I wanted to hear. Because in this silver slice I have in here are 1,984 ounces of beer. Golden, delicious beer. And no one leaves here until we finish every single last drop. And we are live. This is episode 66. Once again, I am your host, Stephen G. Gaxiola. And yes, this is the Raider and the Saint podcast. Today's date is February 6th. The year is 2021. The location, I'm back. I'm back at the studio. I'm back at the bunker, a.k.a. the lab. Once again, with another powerful interview that I'm looking forward to. But first we get to my guest today, I want to thank my past guest, Mr. Phil Rivera. It was an honor, sir, to have you on the podcast. Congratulations on making it to Shop Steward. I look forward to seeing you in the studio again. Uh, once again, it was an honor, man, and congratulations. And, oh, a shout-out to his new business, him and Tammy, his wife had just purchased. The company is called T-A-A-R-C-H Graphics. That's T-A-A-R-C-H Graphics.com. Whatever you guys need, they should be able to fulfill if it has anything to do with uh, posters or graphics, stickers, and stuff like that. I'm actually going to use them when I start passing out stickers for the, the podcast. So I want to give a big shout-out to them. It was a awesome time having them here. And I want to give a shout-out to my video producer, Mario, for doing a great job and uh, posting good content. I know we're having some bugs we're working out, but we will be working on those things as we grow as a podcast. So, like I do every podcast, I get right to it. My guest today is a new friend of mine. He goes by the name of Jerry. He is an OIF veteran. Is that correct? Yeah, that's how you said it. He grew up in Houston and was in the Army. So, I, I got him here today because uh, through a customer of mine, said he's a very interesting man. And so, I talked to you before the podcast, said everything's just storytelling. We're just hanging out, man. So, once again, Jerry, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm all right. Happy to be here. Thanks, man. Tell the people a little bit about yourself. Um, you know, raised in a blue-collar Hispanic family. You know, uh, father was in the military, military family. Um, raised in church. You know, altar boy for like five years. And all the mm-hmm. go to the CCE and the whole, you know, whole Hispanic Catholic thing. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then, uh, you know, I had a falling out in school and dropped out, but I still got in the army still. So. Mm. So that's about me, man. So that's a nutshell. In a nutshell. In a nutshell, that's how I started. To... I mean, kind of like me, too. You know, I grew up in the church. Uh, didn't join the military. I went to college, you know, graduated. Uh, but joining the military was an option. It was up there. Yeah. 
and you're 38, I'm 40, now we're here. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Talk a little bit about the Army, man. Um, what'd you uh, do in there? I mean, well, I was a reconnaissance. So you think of, um, you got the infantry. They're like those people on the front line all the time. Mm. Uh, you think of the tanks being there. So it goes tanks, infantry, then you have cavalry, reconnaissance. Mm. And those are the guys out there giving you all the information that you need mm. so the commander can have a, uh, a very good picture uh, of the battlefield. So you have your scouts out there sneaking around, hiding in bushes, that type of stuff. Mm -hmm. And then when the order's given, you either start a fight, mm -hmm. you go pick a fight pretty much. And then you sit there and you just look at them. That's all right. I mean, it was all right uh, for the fact that I was in a vehicle and some guys were on foot. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of easier for me because I was extremely lazy and I don't like to walk. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I was on a heavy, I was on a uh, like a little small tank mm -hmm. and I got to be on that stuff. So I'm really... Um, uh, happy to say I was on the tank because I'll never get to do the shit like dude, that. Dude, that's just bad. <laughs> I'll never get to blow up anything up ever again in my life, you know, or run over. Do you car. ever get to shoot it? Put the big old bullets. And well, boom. they're about the size of a, a beer bottle. Oh, okay. So okay. the size of a beer bottle, so it shoots at those like 200 rounds per minute, Dang. give or take about 50, depending on the barrel, right? So you could just lob rounds, uh, armor piercing, you know, high. Shh. It's like the video, like Call of Duty, man. Like you ever watch play those good games where you get shoot stuff with a cannon mm -hmm. and you like a missile flies out and you mm -hmm. blow it up a tank it's just like that man mm -hmm. it was pretty cool i ain't gonna lie i had a great time man how does that affect your hearing you guys got some good air earmuffs on? yeah like when I, when I said like this i couldn't i thought i was couldn't hear again uh -huh. because uh it's just it's so loud in there. excuse me it's so You're loud good. in there so yeah but it was pretty cool man like i'll never get to do that shit again did you ever see any action? Yeah, I went over there three times. Yeah, man. where'd you go? Where'd you serve? Iraq. That's the OIF. It's Iraqi, uh, uh, Iraqi, uh, uh, Operation Iraqi Freedom, OIF. Oh, that's what OIF means. Yeah. Dang. So how old were you? How old were you? Twenty. Twenty-one. Twenty-one. I I just got out of jail. <laughs> just got out of jail, and they let me in. Wow. You could you could have three felonies and get in the army at that point. Really? What's the rules now? You can't have nothing. You have to be squeaky clean, pretty much. Like, you can have traffic tickets, mm -hmm. but that's it. Like, other than that, it's like man, trying to become a cop then. Uh. Pretty much. It's, it's like getting trying to get into a nice, good college, man. You got to, you got to sell yourself. Mm -hmm. So, and then after that, after I did that for several years, I was a recruiter. So, then it became a useful. So, class. you were a recruiter too, huh? Yeah. So, I could tell you anything you want to know about the Army. Oh, okay. As far as putting your kid in the Army, <laughs> you know. We don't lie to them. We don't. I told them all the truth. And mm -hmm. That's what kind of scared a lot of people. Mm -hmm. But I think a lot of parents appreciated that. You mm -hmm. got the, the absolute truth for me. They would ask me, you think my kid's going to die with us? I don't know. As long as your kid pays attention to his, uh, the people in, uh, in training mm -hmm. and the people, like his senior leaders, mm -hmm. he'll be all right. Because mm -hmm. I have, myself, I went three times and I came back. I went there as a dumb, like a dumb private, you want to call it like a dumb private. Mm -hmm. And as a senior off, uh, no, commission officer. Mm -hmm. And as long as you just pay attention and you got, you know, Stick with your training, you'll be all right. There's unfortunate effects, though, man. People do get hurt, so. Mm -hmm. But as far as that, I, I kind of just told the parents straight up. And if they didn't like it, I was sorry, but I was telling them the truth because I wasn't going to sugarcoat it. Mm -hmm. It's not for everybody. Because mm -hmm. if everybody could do it, everybody would be in the Army. Mm -hmm. you know, so. mm -hmm. Just like college. Like. Which is the tough one <laughs> out of all of them. I mean, I heard Navy, a lot of girls I know enroll in the Navy. In the Army, you can do a lot more. The Marines, they're very strict on their um, their tactics and what they do. You know I mean? Uh, as far as like tough as tough, I think everyone can be there can be tough. Depends on the person. Usually the recruiters are, will recruit in their own image. Mm -hmm. So like me, I went for kids from my, like my neighborhood, you know, a little mm -hmm. 
little hardheads that you needed some mm. direction. Uh, but it all depends on the recruiter and what they're tending to the kids' needs. So, like, I, if I if I knew the kid wouldn't make it in the army, I'd be like, you know what, try the navy. It might be better suited for that. You know, yeah. you know, or try the air force. But as far as being hard as basic training, it's, it's the marines and the army. They're about the same. Out of all of them, what made you choose the army? It was the first door on the left, man. <laughs> and plus, my dad was military. They're all army. Okay. I, I really didn't care, honestly. I just wanted to get in the military. It happened right after 9/11, so I was kind of like patriotic. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so I tried. I tried to get in like prior to that, and they had a waiting list after nine eleven, mm-hmm. a two year waiting list. Plus, I was a high school dropout, so I needed to. Uh, I had to go back to school. Mm-hmm. So, one of the questions that I always I want to ask. I mean, I've talked about it plenty of times with other people. Is the the psychological part, the mental part of, of being in, in the army or any other? Navy and and seeing uh you know some things happen you know uh I had a co-worker of mine and uh he got an early retirement because he suffered from you know mental disease or whatever they're called PTSD, PTSD. yeah uh, how big is that amongst the amongst the it's military a, it's, a, it's a real thing it's a real thing a lot of kids oh, excuse me kids like I talk to them like mm-hmm. their kids are still but yeah. no a lot of people um get get it it can be from something just you know something small traumatic like a a vehicle rolling over or mm-hmm. to a tire, you know, popping and it, you know, causes a cascade of effects and it scares everybody. You know, anybody can get anything from PTSD. Uh, anybody can get PTSD from anything. Mm-hmm. But as far as people in the army, when it's concerned with like suicide and all that type of stuff, it's a real thing. It's not no joke. Like I, I've, I've had. I wonder what the percentage is. I don't, honestly, I don't know. I know yeah. one dies every 10 minutes or something like that. Yeah. From suicide. And they said with COVID now, the suicide rate has gone up. Like, see, I don't know that. Like, I've been yeah, out the army I've had a couple of people on the show that said that because of uh, COVID, it, it went through the roof. Yeah, I would assume so, yeah, especially for those soldiers that can't mm. even to get yelled at all day and then have to go, you know, and deal with them being secluded. You go from being social with your peers mm. to locked away in your room. I bet it's horrible, especially for guys who got out, too, you know. Do we have the proper – you think we have the proper medical we do. program set to help I, people? I, I, we do. It's uh, A lot of it has to do with pride, I think, and a lot yeah. of it has to do with ma- – being you know real macho about it i don't want to talk about it but then you learn though mm-hmm. that it's better to speak about it before you you know you're pissing in your bed at 60 years old and you can't figure out why yeah you know, you know what i mean yeah some some music came on or you heard like something outside loud you know mm-hmm. so i mean i think it's better to just to learn to talk about it and if it's easier to talk about it when you when you're with other vets because you can kind of mm-hmm. relate you know what i mean it kind of mm-hmm. helps each other we help each other you know mm-hmm. so i think we have the care just a lot of people don't use it. Like me, I'm very, I don't know, I don't need the help if I don't think I do, but I've mm-hmm. had it, so it works, mm-hmm. talking about it. Well, I mean, PTSD doesn't just go in. It doesn't go away. Just, I mean, it doesn't go away, but it's not just in the Army. We can PTSD yeah, you get from anything. a childhood uh, event that car went wreck. through a car wreck. Yeah, uh, gunshot, somebody just yeah. playing, you know, playing with a gun and. I can scare the shit out of them for life, mm-hmm. you know, and that's pull PTSD. a gun on someone. That's PTSD, man. You know, um, harass. It, I mean, even even bullying. Anything, anything that's traumatic will will get you. Yeah. But it's good. You're you're saying it's good to to talk about it, and and that's one I thing about to. me. I, I've I've changed because of therapy. Yeah. I've changed because I was able to go and sit in a, a room with the doctor and express my deepest, darkest feelings. You know, whether it's uh, you want to harm yourself. Or nothing's going right in your life, so you're you're just depressed. You go through depression. There's so many different things and forms, and 
I've learned to be able to go out. Like, just podcast is great for me. I get to come in every week and meet new people, talk with new people, and get to learn from them. And the thing I've learned is to, to be open and, and express, like, hey, man, you know, like, oh, how do you feel today? You know, one of my buddies here is a video producer. We talk a lot. You know, we say, hey, what's going on today, you know? You know, oh, well, you know, this and that. And, and we talk through it. You know, we encourage each other. But when you just hold things in and then you not say anything, then, I mean, look, at I've held things in and exploded. I think we're all just very sociable creatures. And if we don't have interaction with people, just to even common voice, just to talk to mm-hmm. each other, I think it would just kill you, kill you inside. I and think it, yeah, and that's why it causes what happens. Causes the, like yeah. The, yeah, the more of effect of like depression. So, mm-hmm. with I, depression on top of that, and mm-hmm. all of this, I'm I'm pretty sure it's very. I think with the mass too, the mass too, it it, it made things a lot clearer what, what we're talking about here because what happened when we put the mask on. For me, as a driver, where I have to talk with my customers, there's no more talking. Yeah, I wonder. I always wonder, like how, like recruiting people. I just got out of recruiting a couple mm-hmm. of like, about six years ago, something like that. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I always think about how is it now with you know wearing that thing everywhere, and having to relate and really can't look at your your, your soldier or your the recruit. You know, like yeah. with this mask, like you just I, see I, don't, the I, don't, eyes. I, I don't know what you know. I don't know what's going on behind that. You know, mm-hmm. so yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure with with you're you're a UPS driver. Yes. Yes. Yeah. No, I'm a driver that works for a company that oh, delivers yeah, yeah. packages. Yeah. yeah, my bad. No, no, we're good, <laughs> my dude. Bad, dude. So I just learned that. I know <laughs> I know for a long but if it slips, it slips. It's my bad. It's not like it's going my video's gonna I, go viral. I used to be a delivery driver too for uh an international one. Okay. So Yeah. Yeah, so um, were they yellow? They were yellow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay. <laughs> and they were. How'd you like that? I was. No, I wasn't a. I wasn't a driver. I oh, worked, you just in, worked in the hub. I, I worked in the hub. Okay. Uh, rec- the receiving and the picking mm. and all that and all that. So I do remember that. It was pretty cool. Mm. When they when they got bought out, that's when I was there. So. Yeah, I heard they had to leave because they were a foreign company, and like the rules that we had when once deliveries, uh, they ended up having to like downgrade and do something yeah i don't it know it was years ago yeah yeah this was like prior me joining the military i worked at that company and they mm. got bought out by the previous company got bought out by the red the red and yellows that's mm. what i call it because they gave us those uniforms i was like oh my god this is horrible red and yellow, red and yellow. <laughs> like it was the most horrible uniform ever but uh yeah they got bought out and they had weird like you could leave packages on the side on the road or side of the like on the on the front of their mm-hmm. house and then the, some people would say it got stolen and just pocket it oh yeah they do that they do that now well, they do that a lot still but it. everything's digital now everything's yeah. scanned it knows when you're at the house and i mean we're not on amazon we don't take pictures yet but once we deliver it it shows like google maps has gotten so good that when they send it to you where they say hey this person's saying they're getting a package this there's shows, a dot yeah there's yeah. a little dot like yeah they you got know, it it's either they, you know because I remember, like, because this is before, like, GPS, everybody had key maps. You bust out that red, oh, that, yeah. that orange book with the key uh, map. I think it was a map quest. Yeah, something like that. Oh, no, no, the Thomas Guides. The, the key maps, like, they were red, and you open up, and they had every section of every city. Oh, I don't think I had them that. I had the Thomas Guide where, you know, you flip it wherever you want to go, the freeway, and all every street. Yeah. But I don't this think was it was lot, red. This was, this was a long time ago. This was, like, 2099. 
This is huh. like 2001 type stuff. And I, I know MapQuest was a big one. It was called, one. they were key maps, man. They're like orange and you open them up and they're like a map of the whole city grid and the turns and everything. It was pretty cool. My, hmm. I had a friend that, that drove because I wasn't old enough to drive yet. So They started coming out with systems that these young drivers are trying to do where you can do a trip. Like, you know, go on, like if you type in and you get in your car, if you got a newer car, you can type in where you want to go and then the, the, the car is going to tell you where to go. Well, there was an app that somebody had or some kid, young kids were doing, and they were putting every stop in their board in the phone. And so the phone would tell them every stop to go to. I said, man, just look up and look at the address. Yeah. You know, uh, now we have this thing called, uh, uh, it's a, they call it a cradle, but you can put the, your board in there and what stop you click on is going to take you to the stop, literally like right up to the front. Oh, really? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Uh, you know, but I remember Thomas Guides. I remember we had to get a Thomas Guide, laminate it. I think it's probably a Thomas Guide. Like, you open it up and mm -hmm. it's, yeah. Yeah, it has every, you would mark every, you know, you would look. Like, oh, okay, make a right, make a left. And you got to picture the street because some streets are like this. Or, you know, these are motor, mobile homes because they're like this. And so you look and you go, oh, I think it, and he show up. And, oh, it is a motor home and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, that was a long time ago. Now, I i mean, I've been driving for so long, I don't need a map. I just, you give me any box, I, oh, I know where that's at. Yeah, yeah. You know, but that took a long time to do. Yeah. You know, sometimes if I don't know where it's at, I will look it on my phone Put and then it'll show me, I go, oh, I know where it's at, shut my phone off and then go over there. Yeah. But other than that, like, you, it just takes time to learn your, your surroundings. Yeah, yeah, for sure. How did sure. they teach that in the Army? Oh, uh, just learn, man. Just comes with it. Like, uh, you just learn off looking at maps, you know, how to look yeah. at grid. Yeah, because you're in a foreign country. Well, they teach you. Uh, you have, okay, so they have, like, a computer screen like yours. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, it's it's uh, just like when you turn on your Google map and you hit um, imagery on it. Like, it has terrain and, like, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, traffic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, how you see it, how they have the lines come out. Or mm -hmm. You'll show, like, the, the greenery or the... Whatever, well, they have this imagery, and it's usually just it's exactly like that. Mm -hmm. It's like a like a GPS, and you kind of just do it from there, or you just go off a map. You take a map out, you find your grids, all these like six digits, ten mm -hmm. digit numbers, and you kind of just find your way like that. Mm -hmm. It was pretty easy. I ain't gonna lie. Like I still know how to get in certain places in Iraq. Like you send me over there, I can drive to a certain place over there because I remember it because we've been over there so many times. How superior is our technology compared to over there? To what country? <laughs> like, Pick one. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, I've been out the military for You'd a long like, time. Oh, but sure. I can tell you this. We still use a lot of old equipment. Mm -hmm. Both Everybody still does. Every mm -hmm. Everything from the Cold War, we tend to still use in other countries. Mm -hmm. A lot of countries buy up all that, that, that mm -hmm. Russian tech. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So they still have that surplus. You can go buy a tank in Russia, you know, mm -hmm. for X if you got the money for it. And a helicopter, you know, with missiles and stuff if you got the money for it. So I'm pretty sure. Did you ever watch that one movie with the... Uh, What's his name? Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage. Uh, War. What was it? Uh, Warlord. Yeah, Warlord. Yeah, yeah. Hey. It's, yeah, it's just like that. Like I've, I'm, you go to those countries and you see that they're running around with Russian technology, Russian vehicles and Russian Russian things. Because once you get it, you can build it your own. But as far as our 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 technology, I think we have the best the best trained soldiers and the best equipment we could have with the what we have. What would you rather have, an AK or an AR? Uh, you know they they both work fine. <laughs> they really do. Like you know, 
I, the only difference is one's going to be heavier. I like to I, I like to shoot. That's why I asked. I mean, if I, <laughs> if, I, if, I, if I had it my way, I'd have a, a, a AR set up with, with a 308 set up. Oh, yeah, 308. With a 308 set up on the, on, on, the, on the M16 platform because it's all about how much ammo you can hold, man. Yeah, yeah. I've, uh, I've built my own gun, uh, and I've shot both. And uh, the one I built, I'm pretty impressed with. I like the way it sounds. I like the way it, it shoots. Uh, but I got an old, you know, I got not an old AK, but I got something, you know. They'll where, last forever, man. Dude, I've seen them. I've seen them rusted out, like like disgusting rusted. And they'll still shoot. And this dude comes. You just go over there and you kick down the the, the, the slide, and it just and just it fires, man. Like those things will ne- <laughs> those things will never go bad on you, man. And you can, everything is pretty easy. It's only like four basic components mm-hmm. to AK. It's the whole the receiver, the slide, and the like the spring. That's about it. Yeah. And a piece of wood that only makes it a piece of wood that doesn't make sense being there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, as far as like if I could have if I went over there with something, it'd be something like that, the bigger round, you know, just because I, I think a heavier round would just be a lot. Three hundred eight. It's so hard to get bullets now. I was gonna build a three hundred eight. I, I haven't I stopped uh, shooting. It was one of my things I wanted. It was up. It was on my, one of my lists, and I, I could still do it. I just don't want to pay an arm and a leg for, for it now. Ammo, yeah. Yeah, ammo is hard to get. Like you got to order it now. You can't. Really? You used to be I, able to go to Walmart and get ammo. I now remember. You can't. I, I remember going in like the like you have Academy over here. No, mm-hmm. like a sports goods place and buy like mm-hmm. two hundred rounds of what twenty two, and now you can only buy like fifty rounds or hundred rounds at a time now. <laughs> That's what I was in Texas. Because they were limiting the ammo on the 22 rounds. How bad, how bad is it over there? Oh, you haven't been over there. When's the last time you were in Houston? Oh, uh, I mean, I've been in Arizona for about a year. So it's been a year since I've been in Houston. Oh, okay. It's, it's bad over there, man. I think it is with uh, it being a hub, you know what I mean, for airport and like a main, it's a main city. So it gets, mm-hmm. it gets bad over there. I think it does. It's worse mm-hmm. now than I've ever seen it. You think it's worse than over here in L.A.? I Do you guys I take a trip or anything? you guys go down to Venice and – See, I mean, you know, like I said, like L.A. and Houston, they look the same as far as like downtown part. Like mm-hmm. you go there, it just looks like, you like know, t- starting to look like T.J. Like yeah, it just it looks bad. You know, like there's people sleeping everywhere on the side. We just walked over here and there was poop on the ground. Oh yeah, no, no, like a big old piece of poop, and it was like there. And I was like, man, somebody had a, a lot of chicken or something, man. It was like, <laughs> yeah, where where I deliver, I'm borderline Costa Mesa, South Coast Plaza, and. Man, it's a we call them Scante Warriors, and these dudes are just they're just nuts. They're just running around. I mean, I seen shit where the guy had his pants down. The <laughs> other dude was like looking in his butt, you know, like eating his butt. I don't know what he was doing. He, I mean, I've seen guys with like seven pairs of pants on with a laptop <laughs> behind uh, TJ Maxx. I'm like, what is he doing? He's sitting there typing away like he's a Doogie Howser, dude. It's like a I'm like, it's just a con- it's a concert show, but it's sad. I walk by them up the stairs, and they're they're smoking the pookie. They're oh. right there, dude, with the foil and, and their straw. And they're they're cooking it up, yeah, and yeah. they're doing it right in front of me. What's up, bro? And I just go, "What's up, man? What's going on, man? What's yeah. up, big time? You know, because you know, to them, it's you know, they I don't know what they see in their minds, you know, but they, yeah. uh, you know, they're <laughs> not they're not violent, you know. It's just when they start withdrawing, and then they start getting to the point yeah. where they're hungry. Like I've seen the guy steal food from me. Out of McDonald's, like I was getting a one of those breakfast sandwiches, and the guy goes, "Hey, you know, can you give me some food?" And I'm like, "No, I'm not gonna get you no food because I know you you spend money on drugs." Yeah. Said so, no, I go, I don't, I don't have money, and he they put my food up, my order, 
and he grabs it and walks out. And I hear the guy's weighing like a hundred pounds. Yeah. Soaking wet. And I live, I mean, I, I wanted to just not, you know what I mean? Just give him a just shoulder, you know, hit, but I had to let him walk by, you know, yeah, it's like, I yeah. mean, it's just dis- disgusting. Yeah. Like it, it, I remember going downtown Houston and it's bad out there. People sleep on, I mean, that, I mean, they were doing crack on the road one day. But a lot of them we have. And the cops were like not doing nothing about it. <laughs> Like I've talked to people who work within the cities and stuff. They said we have programs, we have things. They don't want to be constructed. They want to be able to do what they want to do and live and that, life. Yeah, and live that life. It's not that we don't have the help. Yeah. It's just they don't. They don't want it. So I don't know what the solution is. Yeah. I don't know what the proper solution. If you don't want help, you don't want help. Yeah. Uh, but the help's there. Yeah. Yeah. You help know, is I there. don't know. Just build the city and put them all in there. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Like that's that's a question I can't really answer because I never you see thought it, about you, it. I think you, about it. You know, you like, see a lot of people go. Do? You see a lot of people go through rehab and it don't work. And they spend yeah. all, they spend all that money. Their insurance spends all that money on it and it don't work. And they're still doing it. All that it does work. You know, it's just it it it's all. I think it's all about the person. If they're just willing, eventually you're gonna have to stop. It's gonna kill you. One of the two. Oh yeah. And one, one, one of the two. Like I knew a guy in Arizona. He had he was he was shooting up dope and his he got in a gangrene infection from here mm-hmm. all the way up his arm, man. And I was like, Mike. He's like, you all right? You better now. He's like, yeah, man. I did that, 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 and that. And I was like, eventually you're gonna have to stop, man. It's gonna kill you. Oh man. Like it's gonna kill you. You're gonna either lose everything or you're gonna stop or it's gonna kill you. No, I see him right there. They shoot up in front of me, bleeding. One dude's whole leg, he looked like he had elephantitis. Yeah. He was swollen like this big, and his other leg was like this. Yeah. And he's walking like, no big deal. I'm like, holy smoke, blood's pouring down from his. He's yeah. trying to bandage it up. Yeah, and yeah. I was just like, what, and what's going on with you guys? Like, when are you going to wake up and look down and go, damn? It's like, I had a friend, he, uh, he lost a toe, man. Like, he got, like, a, he was, I guess, diabetic, and he was shooting up on his mm-hmm. leg. or I don't know, man. He lost a toe, big toe. Damn. Now he's on a cane. He's younger than both of us. Damn. Yeah, I had a buddy of mine. He <laughs> had drank himself to death. He uh, drank a lot, and he got uh, liver, the cirrhosis of the, the liver. cirrhosis of the liver, yeah. And, man, he was like 24. Wow. Yeah, I remember burying I was young. I was 24. I was like, holy smoke. Like, this is it, man. We're, like, in the Matrix or something, <laughs> you know? What about politics? You follow politics at all? I'm whoever. I'm all about who's ever for the army. So if you support the army and the, you know, gearing up and supporting Smart the troops. Yeah, that's all. I, that's all I'm at. I don't care who you are, as long as you, uh, you give them a raise and you give them the better, the best equipment you can, mm-hmm. and they take care of them. Mm-hmm. Because I should be that, and I've. That's all we care for. Just mm-hmm. a little extra on the pay and a little, and the best, the best equipment we can get for what we can afford. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So. so you were in there for 15 years? No, about 12. 12? Yeah. How uh, Are you eligible to uh, receive retirement funds at, at 12? No, you, ha- you, have to, you have to do 20, 20. or 15. Last oh. time I checked, you have to do 15 or 20. Uh, I don't know if they have, that's 15 is early retirement. So So what would you, you do after the Army? Nothing. Nothing? Nothing, man. I got out and played video games, smoked weed, and just lived my best life. <laughs> happy i was i just wanted to like i got out man i was it was uh just trying to reintegrate mm-hmm. and i didn't even like going outside mm-hmm. and people were like you want to go outside and I was like, were you how many years are you over there for years or just uh, months tours no how I, did I, that work? I went i went there for, uh 
for a year tours, year and a half tours. Damn. So it's like you go there for a year, come back, you know, kind of down, you know, kind of down, uh, download everything you just went mm -hmm. through, and then start training again. And then you have to do it again and be ready. You're like, oh man, guess what? We're going back. You know, I'm like, oh my god, I have to deal with that stress again. You know, and you, some people, some people, some people can't take it. Some people lose it. and They'll do anything to get out of it. Like I'm, 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 I'm not, people. Yeah. Like I'm getting out this. You know what I mean? Like I'll, I'll say, um, God only, I, I'm. Uh, chop your foot off. Uh, whatever, man. Whatever the case, I've seen people just take off and never come back. Mm -hmm. Like just drop everything, everything in their rooms, staring. Like we have to clean out the dude's room because he ain't coming back. We don't know. And then the dude shows up like six years later. <laughs> You know, I've, I've seen dudes do that, man. Like, so it, it's, it, I think it affects everybody differently. But you're on contract, so you can't really, can't really fight it. I mean, it's a lot, you know, it's a lot to take in. I've always, I've had uh, uncles that have served. And I've seen them. I see the things that, that, that have happened to them. So I know joining the military does have, you know, consequences, if we might call it that or something, you know, where something of you is going to be left, you know, bring back, you know, yeah, an experience. It changes and you. It does. I've never had the opportunity to serve, but I've, I've had experiences before where it does stick with you for the, the rest of your life. Yeah. You know, and things. the whole family thing, too. Once you have a bond with people. You go through anything with somebody. Mm -hmm. uh, How many people were in your group? Oh man, I've it was uh, well. It depends on the the type of role you play in the military. Mm -hmm. Like for infantry, there's like sixty guys in there in a platoon, mm -hmm. and then if they're like cavalry, they tend to be a little bit smaller, so it'd be like twenty five. You know, because mm -hmm. they have to be out there by themselves. Mm -hmm. So uh, it was always about twenty to thirty guys, and I mean, I was with those guys for years, watching like eighteen year old kids, and they get their twenty first birthday. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean, and still serving with you in that in that in that in that unit, and then when you go to recruiting, you're kind of just on yourself. You're a uh, a salesman, pretty much. You just mm -hmm. give you your computer. Yeah. Job. What made you want to do recruiting? It's, I mean, did it, you it, have other options or no? no? Well, you know what, man, it's one of those things you have to do. Like once you hit a certain rank, it's to to get promoted. They want you to do something outside what you're normally doing in your army. So an army experience. So it'd be like, all right, you could be a recruiter, drill sergeant, airborne instructor, ing inspector. You know, things like that. And it just, the Army just does its own little roulette. And mm -hmm. if you get popped up, you get popped, and you got to go do it. And you do it for a couple of years, you get to stay, or you get to go back. Mm -hmm. So, and I just did it. And uh, it, it, it's not for everybody. <laughs> it's not for everybody. If you're good at talking and, you know, and you're you're a people person, mm -hmm. and you can relate. Were you good at talking? Yeah, yeah, I was good at man. Okay. You, well, they teach you how to do that, man. Like, some people are just reserved and don't want to say anything or they have just a certain way of recruiting but the best way is just to talk and talk and talk until mm -hmm. you stop talking <laughs> until they get either sign they give you your phone number and like get away from me <laughs> mm -hmm. or they you get them in the office and you can pretty much get them to get a career in the Man, military being a recruiter i used to deliver the places where they did recruiting and it's a stressful Santa job Anna. man it's stressful like the people hurt themselves man like suicide you're talking about earlier mm -hmm. There, the office I was at, there was a suicide. He went in there and shot himself in front of everybody, and he was like an older captain, the captain of the of that particular office, and stressed out and shot himself. There was like three of them in Houston. It was, a, it was a big thing in the army. Like you could probably look it up. It was all these people in Houston or Usarek, uh shooting themselves. This is because you know suicide follows you wherever you go, man. It doesn't it doesn't it doesn't stop? And recruiting such a high stakes. What thing. do you, What do you think happened to? 
Did you see that? Were you familiar with that one chick that they found murdered? The army I, chick. Was she was army? Told, she was army. Yeah, I, I was at a. Wasn't that it. in Houston? That was at Fort Hood. Fort Hood. But I don't know the details because I don't. No, I, yeah, yeah, I'm not asking details. No, 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 I'm no. no I mean, a, I, like all I know is that I saw it on Facebook and I saw on it on news. TV. Yeah, but I, I don't watch the news, so I had oh. a. I found out through Facebook and like other friends that this was going on. I don't watch the news no more. I haven't watched the news in years, years, mm. years, man. And uh, yeah. I saw this. It's horrible. And it happens. How come you don't watch the news anymore? I just don't believe it. You're on the right <laughs> podcast, my friend. Congratulations. I don't believe that. I don't believe that bullshit, man. It's just it ain't for everybody. And people like to be sheep. They can be sheep. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not a sheep, man. I'm it's not. just it's just crazy because <laughs> we, we we do still. I still watch a little bit of it. It's just. It happens. And, you, and, you, and, you watch and I know like, people live by it. You know, yes. they got different sources they live by. And then when you bring them on and you talk to them, I mean, they they have a lot of stuff. But it's at the end, it's like, who are you going to believe? Find out yourself, man. Find out yourself. Yeah. Reading Re- books. Research yourself. That's the best thing to do. Like, I, I, there are things on the news that are good, like lottery numbers and the weather maybe. But as far as anything else, you get a one-sided opinion mm-hmm. from one-sided sources, I think. Mm-hmm. For um, uh, for a a certain broadcasting network, mm-hmm. feel me? Broadcasting, yeah. Like it's, the, it's it, they're they're there for them only. I think like they're doing what we'll do, and they you you see you ever like watch like Superman mm-hmm. and you're just, they're going through the stories and like I, we won't write that. That exactly what goes on in there. Like they're sorting stories that probably need to be heard, mm-hmm. but get cut back because you think no no one wants to hear that. Mm-hmm. You know, no one wants to read about you know something. I don't know. Interesting. I don't know. Like some of the stuff I, I used to watch on news, which just I don't, no one cares about, man. Like yeah, I don't even have cable <laughs> no more. You know, I, I, I keep up with the news. I read the news. I have my routine just because I need to, you know, just. I used to watch good information. Mo- like Good Morning America. Me I too. To, I, I mean, to growing it, I up, it, I used to put it on all the time, and now it's like I don't even want to watch it no more. It's like, it used to be like the Channel Two or Marvin Zindler. Uh, I think the one was Channel 11, Good Morning LA or Good Morning, yeah, Good Morning LA or something like that. I used to wake up to watch it, stuff like that, but, you know, it, I, if, it seems like it's one-sided. I would like to see more positivity in it, or if you're going to put car accidents or or murders, like, let's, let's really get There's involved. There's a lot of negative stuff on there. Kind of, You know, I started watching... Um, uh, international news like the CN or like like the Channel 8 the PBS stuff mm-hmm. they have like the international news like China or they'll have your European something and they talk about European issues like the whole world issues you know and I always found that a lot more interesting because they're all talking about current things that are going on that affects everybody mm-hmm. and it's just not American politics mm-hmm. or American drama mm-hmm. or Kardashians or something, I don't know. Oh, the Kardashians! Oh no, <laughs> or something. Oh you know? yeah, they're uh, they're ca- they're canceled. I think they they this was their last season or something like that. Yes, so. I don't. Even, I was know. But that. no, I just it's garbage they post on TV. Yeah. One of my shows I get addicted to it's called uh, My Thousand Pound Sisters and My Six Hundred Pound Life. Yeah, and those shows, I could get I could get there and just watch them and just oh it's horrible, it's so embarrassing, you know and. And it's sad at the same time. Like, I get stuck on those sometimes, too. Actually, yeah. I got to catch up on them. <laughs> but every once in a while, but I'm on YouTube now. I just type in YouTube videos. Uh, there's this guy named Steve Bagley. He's a competitor eater. 
And like I just been watching him knocking down pizzas, dude. Pizzas, <laughs> big old tacos, burritos. And I just watch him. He just it's an eating competitor. And just to, like now I look at the production, right? Because of my production now. What I look for is I'll even start from his beginning. Cool. He does he does eating competitions every other day. He's traveling the United States. So I would look at his beginning, you know, like where he starts, you know, and he's got his own camera and he's like, this is Steve. And he has a routine. He does like this, you know, turns his hat around and then he eats, you know. So I watch him every time. And now, like, I've seen his team grow. People are helping him. His production's a little bit better. Yeah. And, I mean, a lot better. But just to see the growth and see, that's what I'm interested in, to see growth, maturity, and just someone that's just grinding. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I guess the 600-pound life, I mean, a thousand, yeah, 600-pound life, I guess they do, you know, like at the end, they do get the, the surgery, they do lose weight. But I think in the beginning, they, I mean, they make it look like they're not going to make it. Only some of them don't. I used to like watching Intervention. Oh, yeah. I watch a few of those. And like, they, they watch me like, oh, man, that, that's a real struggle right there, man. Those are real. Those yeah. are real, those are you real want to feel good about yourself. Yeah, those, are, the, those are real problems right there. Oh, man. You know, those are real problems. I mean, it's like 48 hours, Dateline or something like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, so I used to watch that too. But solid love is just so depressing. And if you're already depressed and you're watching shit like that, it's probably not going to help you. <laughs> it's probably not. Uh, <laughs> I guess you got to be in a different place, huh? <laughs> you know, like you're already depressed and you're going through something and you're trying to work through it. I know? would <laughs> look at stuff like that when I first be- when I first got clean. Uh, off of opiates and I was going through my transition and this is probably like the hundredth time right but this time it's for real this time it's for real it's for real I'm gonna for do real. it and yeah. I would watch uh, what's that one uh, it's a European movie um, not money train the running running train I think like blind spotting or something yeah or yeah, yeah. there you go uh, uh train spotting train spotting is it is it with like Spot the girl train where they, the girl dies her baby dies yeah 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 that's yeah they made a part two yeah i saw that one too yeah, recently yeah. but i was watching that when i was going through it and it was like i started crying dude like man it's for real, this is real. Man. It's for real. Yeah, yeah, it's real. that was the most related movie I've, I've ever seen and you know i probably watched it too soon because you know yeah uh but now I can watch it and like to remember how I felt when I watched it to watching it now. It's like, damn, man, like, no, yeah. people don't get it. You know, when, it's a real struggle, man. Yeah. Like, I started getting high when I was like right after like in you know, high school, man. Like I used to go to raves. And oh, man. So like you go to rave <laughs> over there laughing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, go. You know, everybody does everything at raves, man. Like here, mm-hmm. here's a plethora of. Mm-hmm pick what you want you know like a mm-hmm. like a virtual like a candy store like i'll just take this a little bit of that a little bit of that and yeah it, i can't and do it. it and dip it in that you know like <laughs> <laughs> so like i did that before man and i saw those guys i was just like when i was young so i kind of got out of it right before it got bad like because mm-hmm. any anything you do and you don't do it with moderation it's gonna get bad mm-hmm. so it's like i got out and i joined the army i just I had a, I had a turkey the whole way i had a buddy of mine i've talked about this plenty of times on the podcast uh, I have a buddy of mine that I grew up with in junior high. He had took in a drug. Uh, I think he was smoking weed, but it was laced with something. But he was never the same after that. Yeah. Then he, just, then he was just like in this zone. Like he never came out of it. And that's what scared me the most. Uh, yeah. Oh. He ended up having an enlarged heart and he passed away. But 
man, there was times where I'd walk next to him, and I knew him since elementary. I had pictures of him in kindergarten. Right, right. You know, what's up, man? And he'd look at me, and he didn't even know who I was. I'm like, that's what scary. What's happening, man? That's scary. Like, I see all those synthetic drugs on, like, you read about it and look on YouTube, people eating each other and turning to zombies and all that crazy. Oh, that happens more often than they don't say. Yeah, you know what I mean? And I'm like, man, that's... I'm, I've never seen anything crazy like that, but I've seen some crazy stuff. I've seen, yeah. As a UPS I've, driver, we see a lot. Yeah, I, I bet you guys do, man. Yeah, I see a lot. Uh, it's been happening for a long time, and, and, you know, it's weird. You know, just be able to, like, I can't imagine what cops go through. Yeah. You know, to be able to shut it off and then what they're going through right now. Yeah, You know, yeah. with everything that like, I couldn't imagine, because what I see. I know, like, I have, a, I have an uncle who's a cop, and he's always telling me, like, you work certain divisions. Like they only let you go for like six months, because that's all like a human brain could probably take. You know what I mean? Of mm-hmm. seeing like, like like you work vice for all like the, the the child molestations and the the murders, and then you have to work like process. What you know? Whatever the, the no, part, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? And like, yeah. I mean, I couldn't take that for you. I had, two months. I had a place I delivered to on one of my old routes, and there was two girls. There was upstairs, but their windows are always open. Uh, the blinds so they would see me i'd wave they'd wave but there was an internet and one day they weren't there and i asked a lady uh who was you know accepting the packages i said what do you guys do here she goes oh we we searched the dark web for uh child prostitution uh you know child trafficking and they play as girls oh bait. whatever yeah bait. and uh and i asked them how do i get involved they go how do i get involved i want to you know i could do you know whatever you want and uh, she goes, oh, no, you got to – she says something. You had some type of clearance or work within the government. It was something, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I was like, I'll help. I'll, you know, I'll search. You know, but I can only imagine them searching the web, what they're looking and at, what, they what have they're to, What they have to go through and talk about with people. Well, they got to go th- – yeah, they got to go through that rabbit yeah. hole. Yeah, yeah. You know, that rabbit hole goes deep. Did you yeah. ever see that movie 8mm? When I was a kid, man, like – they made a Nicolas snuff, Cage. They made a stuff film, right? Was yeah, it, it was yeah, snuff film. It was snuff, snuff, film. It was snuff film. Yeah, yeah. I remember that movie. I was I, I was young, man. I, I don't remember it goes, but I remember they they found something where it was about like child pornography, wasn't it? No, they killed her. Yeah. Oh it yeah, was, it was child pornography. Where they killed her, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I, I remember watching it like when I. Was I can't young. believe they released that back in the days. Remember, like there was another one with like um, Robin Williams when he played like a crazy photograph guy that. That's right. He liked to take pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, remember that? Remember I think that? he never came back for that one, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I think I remember what you're talking about. Yeah, like Photo Hut or something, Photo Booth or something. Oh, that's right. Photo Was it Photo Hut? A Photo Booth, Photo Hut. I don't I don't remember. I remember watching it. I was like, that's another crazy film. Yeah. I better go. I mean, to go through all that stuff, is anybody could probably break. I wouldn't want to be that guy. That's why I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do that type of job. Or be involved in it because it mentally probably straining, mm-hmm. and I already have PTSD, so I don't need any more. My uh, <laughs> I don't need more nightmares. I try to become a cop, and my they do polygraphs, and my polygraph it came back. They said that I was at this time I was 21. I've been experimented. I was raised a Christian. Didn't do anything, and you know I might have smoked weed a few times and uh, you know drink beers at a underage, you know, but like. The questions they ask you, ever had sex in the park? Have you ever done heroin, coke? And those were all, everything was no, 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 no. But they didn't pass me. And I said, why? They said, well, you're in your questions, you're decisive. And, I, and that was the first time I was like, that thing lied. I go, I, 
you know i i gave you but i have a person that that i knew at the same time we, we applied for the same place this dude was like drugs you know uh, if you got sex in in the public have you ever had sex in a public place everything's was yes he got hired he's probably high up there now yeah you know and someone like me who was you know Maybe he didn't have enough ex- life experience. I don't know. Maybe. All I know is I don't trust that thing because it's uh, – didn't the guy that wrote comic book for Wonder Woman invent that thing? I think so. Really? Yeah. I think it was invented by the guy who wrote a, the comic book. That's why it's not even – I'm going to look that up. That's a good one. Yeah. Like somebody told me that. I'm like, really? He's like – I was like, well, it does make sense. It's, it's not even proven science. Did you guys watch the movie I, I sent you, The Hunted 411? I did. Oh, you didn't watch it? No. I did. Oh, <laughs> it would have been good to talk about. Was it it's, about? Was it's about these uh, these hunters that go missing out in the woods, and they find sometimes they'll find bodies like sixty miles away. I mean, this just the things that that they talk about. You know, just they're hunters that are going disappearing in that's why the mountains. Go, that's why I don't go hunting. That's <laughs> why I, I mean, I fish. Oh, that's about it, man. Like I don't. I'm. Yeah, they go out in there. They they hike in for like five days. You're in the middle of nowhere. Of course you're probably gonna see shit. I have, I have friends that do that you know yeah what I, mean? I have friends but i would not i don't know man i'd rather just be safe away from animals that can kill you <laughs> oh they there was these were uh they're saying that it was uh, supernatural how they were disappearing it wasn't uh, animals oh okay. yeah a- aliens it was supernatural <laughs> yeah aliens aliens like on a uh, uh alien and uh was it uh was it that that on, comes on History Channel? Alien Artifacts or Alien? Ancient, yeah, Ancient Aliens with Action Bronson. Yeah, and it has Did you that, ever one, see that one. It has that guy. He goes, "It's aliens." <laughs> <laughs> he has a weird hair that flies. Oh up. yeah, his hair Propodopolis. Yeah, it's like it's aliens. <laughs> oh dude, his hair is wild. Yeah, he has that crazy Did hair. Did you hear about that new COVID thing that just passed? It was they sneak in a bunch of different laws, and one of them was the CIA had to release all the records of what's going on with. Uh, Aliens or the extraterrestrial, yeah. and they had six months to do it. I've, I don't know. There's no, been a dump. They dumped everything, supposedly. Someone sent me the website, but it's a lot of files. Yeah. And you got to go through. I mean, you're talking about millions yeah. of files, and I'm like, and have all, fun. They're all redacted and all that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure, yeah. I don't know. I haven't heard anything like that. I, I used to follow a little, I used to jump a little rabbit holes here and there. Mm-hmm. I was on Gaia for a little while. Gaia? Gaia TV. Where's that? I've never heard of that one. It's it's all supernatural, ancient alien type stuff, right. metaphysics. They're cutting a lot of things off. I mean, they cut a, they're cutting a lot of uh, it people goes on in, YouTube. It goes into going, like the disclosure. Like if you look up YouTube, you'll probably find a Gaia uh, on there. Like they're just like a network. They everything they have everything from like health and yoga to like mm-hmm. you know uh, disclosure stuff. You know, like people going being like fighting a war in mars or some shit you know some mm, space wars yeah I'm, everything like it just goes like oh, he's going fucking he's going past everything yeah, I'm talking about they're going past the dudes like i have a wife she's an alien i was in the army top oh secret. like coast to coast type stuff yeah like it's just crazy stuff man you have to pay for you got to give me the information i want to look it up that's yeah, be cool yeah guide guide guide.com you have to pay for like a subscription really but yeah it just go guide.com how do you spell gaia g-u-a man you're asking the wrong person to spell man <laughs> I'll look it up later. I don't know. That's that's cool, man. Yeah. What do you think about this QAnon shit, dude? What is that? You never heard of the QAnon? The QAnon movement? No, what is that? Really? 
Dude, it's a. Uh, I can tell you, I don't. I don't. Follow, no, no, no. I know. I, I don't. I, know, follow, I don't I know, follow things. No, it's good. I don't follow things. Just okay. for the fact that I don't want to be caught up in the hype anymore. Yeah, I, I agree. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you probably don't want to know about it then. Well, I mean, uh, I want to know now. Okay. <laughs> I'm saying. Okay, so. Do you know who the president was? Yeah. Okay, Donald Trump. Right, he was running for re-election. Yeah. Uh, they had this thing called QAnon. Q A N O N. They're I call them the Q tards. But they came up with like everything that President Trump was saying. Everything was deciphered and secret codes, and we were gonna drain the swamp of child molestation, child trafficking, uh, just corrupt politicians that are ruining our society today by, you know, the way they treated how COVID happened. I mean, it's just a big conspiracy, right? It started, I think, like two thousand ten or twelve, maybe. Oh, uh, like with all, all the all the major celebrities being. Being, yeah, like uh, uh, drinking uh, the blood of children. Oh yeah, yeah, well yeah. Then I do know about it. I don't need it. I don't want to talk about that. Stuff. <laughs> Man, that's, that stuff is too much for uh, me. Man. But anyways, <laughs> uh, but anyways, they they started a long time ago and they based it back to. Okay, so they caused a riot at the Capitol, right? They caused it. it was a big. So cause. that was them. That, that was them. They called yeah the Q the QAnons. There were. Believing like some miracle was gonna happen, and, and Trump was gonna get back. Trump was gonna get okay, back. So and like, he was gonna do a coup and all this weird shit. And and the one person died, or no, two people or three. I know the cop got fucking. He got killed to death with an umbrella, and they sh they had the video of them just stabbing him in the face. And then one other girl, she was trying to break into the Capitol where they have the meetings, and the cop shot her in the neck because she bled out and died. But a lot of the blame, and then they try to blame like another militia crew such as the Proud Boys. Or they're trying to blame Black Lives Matter or Antifa. All these did. I mean, everyone's pointing fingers. But this QAnon thing, they had this guy. He he was he calls himself the shaman, and he walked in. I'll show you a picture after. It's it's he's got his helmet, oh, his yeah. face painted, yeah, his shirts yeah. off. He was like, I'm the shaman. Isn't he from like Q Arizona or something? Yeah, yeah, he's from Arizona. <laughs> matter of fact, yeah. <laughs> I saw. I, I did. I did see that, but I didn't know it was called a QAnon like. Revotion or revolution yeah, it's probably or like a revotion or yeah. wherever revolution. I didn't know that, but yeah, I've uh, I get on I get on YouTube sometimes and I fall down a rabbit hole where I just like I have to unsubscribe from you because that's mm -hmm. too much for my little brain can it could take anymore, man. Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah, I uh, I did see that on when they stormed the Capitol, which is just dumb, man. Come on, let's act like humans. Let's act like some civilized people here. Mm -hmm. We're acting we're acting like every other third world country. Mm -hmm. You know, there's things that go on in this world that we don't, we can't control sometimes mm -hmm. because we just don't have the resources to control it. Mm -hmm. uh, but as far as acting like, you know, Americans and showing the world that we can, we are better than what we always stereotype mm -hmm. to be. Yeah, I think that's just crazy. Storming the Capitol, you're mm -hmm. just losing your mind. You know what I mean? Come on, let's act like some, you know, there's just no need for all that. Getting people getting hurt, like the Black Lives Matters and people rioting. That's yeah, the people, the, some of these people think we're going to have a 1976 like, civil war. Like revolution yeah, type thing, you know? The, we don't, we're not going to play like that no more. It's not going to happen no more. Yeah, it's not going to happen no more. Everybody, we got to beat them within the court system. Everybody done we got to beat them with social media. How they're using the tools to affect our children. We can use the same tools and, and, and you know, uh, yeah, counter. I, you yeah, know, this I, podcast, we were truthful. We tell the truth here. We want to help each other. And we want to learn from each other because you're right. Shut off the TV. Take it down from your mantle. Tuck it away in the closet. This is go, to, go with your family. Go to Barnes and Nobles and buy some books, books on history. Yeah. yeah, they call it TV programming for a reason. Yeah. It's getting programmed. Yeah, I don't have cable at my house. I, I have YouTube TV and I rarely use that. I'm usually, usually on uh, YouTube. 
you know, yeah. just I go down a rabbit hole, like I said, like competitor eater. Uh, you know, this guy likes like to I, travel and go eat. I, I've, like, been so. look, I've been looking up old cars lately, like night, like nineteen ninety one Honda Accords. You know, okay, old school like Acura Legends and and Vigors. Remember those things? Yeah, and yeah. I'd be looking up on their on YouTube and watching these guys little. Their whole little production. Dude, you can, everything's on uh, on YouTube now. It's crazy. Yeah, and I, saw, I, I watched them. Man, those cars are cool, man. Or, mm-hmm. or uh, like, um, like when they people do like comedy bits, mm-hmm. and they just do that in front of a camera. Mm-hmm. I think it's pretty funny. Well, you told me a little bit. You're into farming. I was, man. I farmed cotton. Really? Woo. How long did you do that? About a year. It takes a lot of man hours to go in a pair of socks. There's a lot of a lot of. People take it for granted. People do take it for granted. I, even I did. I'm like my God, you man. When I went there, I was like, "This is a lot of hard work just to make some cotton for some mm-hmm. people to make a pair of shirts or underwear or whatever you want to call mm-hmm. whatever they make out of it." You know, uh, it's a lot of man hours, a lot of back breaking goes into it. I've seen videos where they have the silkworms, uh, and they're extracting the, the the silk from the literally the worm, and then they they process they, it. Yeah, they pro like the whole process of the machines and and I'm like, just for that? Yeah. Yeah, it goes to drop, man. Like, we did like a couple. I, I, how do I? It's about as big as an eighteen wheeler. Uh, the 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 trailer part, all mm-hmm. right. And they'll make that and they'll stuff cotton in that thing. They'll keep dumping loads of cotton, and you have a packer, and it just keeps mm-hmm. slamming the cotton until it's like really you can't even stick your fist through it. You have to punch it with a with a rod, you know, just to get the string to Dang. tie it down. It's just a lot of unrefined cotton with big old seeds in it and mm-hmm. uh, like leaves and all that stuff and then mm-hmm. it goes through a processing gin and i learned all that stuff being there and i thought it was cool man but it's like it's a lot of man hours man and they got small farmers you know trying to make ends meet doing that and you got these large farmers with these big old pieces of equipment that are all automated you're out there on a real tractor driving mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying trying to do that you know trying mm-hmm. to make you get a straight line so you can make you know the rows correctly or whatnot so mm-hmm. it was pretty cool man i ain't gonna lie it was, it was, it was fun i've always wanted to be a farmer it's it's it, I, I want to move out of here and just go and make uh, sure I got a, my own well. Yeah. And yeah. just farm. Yeah. A lot of people just say farm that and get off. I just, I'm tired of it. Being on the grid. Oh, dude. It's, Take, it's jump a, off the grid. We make family. We love to go camping. Yeah. We went. We just came back from Zion National Park and it was the most beautiful experience ever. Hiking through the narrows and stuff like that. If you guys ever get a chance, I don't know if you've ever been there. Just go. It's beautiful over there. Yeah, this place, this farm had a river, so it was like perfect. It had a river like in the a back. Like a little house on the prairie, huh? It had a river in the back that shared with other farmers, and there was catfish in there mm-hmm. and like bass, I think. And yeah, there was like uh, coyotes and a bear, mm-hmm. I guess, back there too. Yeah, I got, I got a few years left until I could retire. And, and the money that I get, man, if I could afford to live in the country, I don't mind. You know, my lady says, you're not waking up at 3 in the morning. I go, you don't know. We never tried it. You know, yeah. waking up at three in the morning and, and like, doing what do you want? Do you want animals or you just want to farm farm? I don't decide yet. Yeah, you want like chickens? You have to deal yeah, with chickens, and all <laughs> like pigs and stuff like that. Like yeah. this, these people had like legitimate pig business. My lady's mom, she grew up in on the farm where they slaughtered the cows right there. Yeah, like they, these people had like a, a pig, like pig pens, man. Like mm-hmm. with the feeders, with the little stacks and all that. They have all the grain in it. They had it. They had it all set up, man. Yeah, people need to understand where our food comes from, dude. It's, people have to grow yeah, for imagine us. Imagine <laughs> if you had to catch your own food and slaughter it. Like Grab I could, a chicken. I couldn't, eat the, I couldn't eat the beef there, man, because I would feed these cows mm. and then, like, have to t- put them in the, the trailer to go get slaughtered. Mm. The dude, like, looking at you and you're making eye contact with this cow, you know, it's like. He knows, huh? He, yeah, he, he's like, he, he, he looks, looks like, like he's hey, crying. Bro, where like, am I going? Yeah, he's like, look, he doesn't want to get in there and you have to try to just keep forcing him back in there. It's horrible, man. 
I didn't want none of the meat. I was like, I don't want that meat. I don't want to eat Stevie. He was like, Hey, dog, we're gonna bring you a big steak. Yeah, he, they asked you a tomahawk. They're like, Hey, you want some? Uh, you want some beef from? Uh, call him Stevie Wonder because he was mm. blind. You want some beef from Stevie? I'm like, I don't want to eat that. Mm. I fed that cow for a year. I feel horrible having to eat him. He might have been. Uh, who knows? It might have been honorable. I don't know. I just you know? felt bad, man. But uh, there's no way you're gonna survive if you can't get get past uh, the killing a cow. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I got a pork shoulder in there. That I'm gonna go smoke later for the Super Bowl tomorrow, and it, dude, I think it's the biggest one I ever got. It's almost 15 pounds. Right. And I go, man, that's I think it's an hour every pound if I'm not mistaken. So I gotta go home and marinate it. And it was a big one, you know, it was a big. I'm like, dang, dude, how big was this animal? Yeah, I seen them. They got like hogs out there too, man. Little feral hogs that mm-hmm. run around there. Yeah, the little farm was pretty cool, man. What I, made you want to get into the farming? It, you know, it was just a friend. Friend offered yeah. you a job. Yeah, I was a friend in the army. He was like, "Hey, man, I gotta." I was like, "I don't want to be in Houston no more. I need to go somewhere different. I need to say something totally different." Mm. And I got out there, and it was paradise. Real relaxing. Peaceful. Peaceful. You ain't got to work. Yeah, I'm thinking about going somewhere. I'm thinking about buying something now, and just. Renting it out or doing something, just getting off the grid, dude. It's very peaceful. You know, my lady, she's really good with the tools, you know, and and, we, she and, does and where we stayed was like 15 miles away from the town, so you're away from the town, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but if something happens, man, if you're you know your old ticker, yeah, you know, like good I, luck with that I, one. I, I was talking to the guy that that Unless owned the place, and he had all his kids there on the farm because mm-hmm. it was like there's no point to go to the hospital. They had them in like the front living room in a bath in a baby mm-hmm. bath thing, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know. Like people, like COVID and stuff like that. That stuff doesn't exist out there, huh? It does. It does actually. But um, living on the farm, man. Like I didn't go nowhere. I, didn't, I, had, I had no reason to go anywhere. The only time I went was to get food. Mm-hmm. That was it. Yeah, I'm a stargazer, bro. How are the stars out there? You can see everything, man. Shh. You can see the Milky Way. It was pretty cool. Yeah, because wherever you're at, you, you got different scape, well, uh, scapes with the sky. Well, where I was at, they had, there was a mountain out there, and they had an observatory. So the city wasn't allowed to have white light. They only allowed to have amber. Nice. So all the street lights were amber lights. All the outside lights were amber. So it keeps the, the light down so mm-hmm. the, the observatory can uh, see the stars. So it was super pitch black out there, man. That's cool. It was pretty cool. It, it, it very scary also. When you go outside and you're like, all you hear is the cows rustling around. You hear, and it's mm. pitch black outside. I'm like, I'm not going outside. <laughs> oh, it's like superior. Like, 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 like pitch black, man. Really? Yeah. And it's, I don't know if there's chupacabras out there. <laughs> Those, man. Wow. So it's like your eyes don't adjust to the moonlight or anything? If there's no moonlight that night. Well, I don't think I've ever experienced that. You ever see that? Where there's no moonlight? Out there in the wall well, in the woods. Yeah, I, I guess. But you have a flashlight. Yeah, true. But I, I was just pitch black out there. It was pretty cool. I liked it. So what plans you got? What do you got going on? You, you well, we're going to back to Arizona. Arizona. Yeah. Got to get a job somewhere. Okay. That's cool, man. Yeah, Arizona's nice, man. The air's fresh. It's a desert. Know, it's uh, definitely I, I, I like going over there and just seeing like there's nothing out there. It's still undeveloped. It's a desert. Yeah. It's the desert. It's hot. It's hot. So, I'm not, How I'm, hot was it compared to Houston? The same, same. And yeah, I've been overseas, so it's really hot. But oh yeah, how is it overseas? About 150. 150. Yeah. And then you have all your equipment on. You're in a big old tank. Whatever you you could be walking, man. You got all that junk all of you, and or Ooh. you're in a vehicle, and it just gets hotter and hotter and hotter. 
You learn it, but it's a dry heat though. It's not humidity, mm. so it's just like a stank heat on you all the time. And that's how people live over there, huh? That's how they live, but they wear skirts over there, so it's different, you know. Mm -hmm. They wear the man dress, so mm. they're and, I, and some most of the time they layer up, so they don't have to have that hot sun beating down on you. Mm. Everybody sleeps outside, like on their on their ceilings. So every person out there, if they don't have AC in their house, mm. if they're, they're usually you know below the poverty line. Everybody sleeps on top. They'll take a big old blanket or like a sheet and dip it in cold water, mm. then throw it over themselves, and sleep because it's so hot at night. Dang. Yeah, because all that concrete releases all that heat of being soaked up all day, mm -hmm. and it's just, just even hotter. Like it's just so horrible to go to sleep at night outside. I wonder if that. I wonder if it's always been like that, or it has to do with global warming. I think that country has always been hot. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, yeah. That country's like you're like looking at like you see like a mirage in like movies. Mm -hmm. It's it's like looks like water. It's usually it's like melted glass because there has natural occurring glass out there. It mm -hmm. gets so hot that sand gets so hot and melts, and you can take like a big old sheet as big as this table. Really? Yeah, and I'm telling they're huge sheets of just natural glass being melted by the sun. Wow. Yeah. It's like is that a mirage? No, man, it's just glass reflecting. That's what it is. Yeah. Melted glass. I never knew that. Uh, Damn, man. And, to, and it, when I got to Arizona, man, it was kind of warm. It was getting to that 100, 110, 109, 102. And it's like, ugh. Ugh, why am I here? <laughs> You're going to have AC either, huh? Uh, uh, overseas, you know, over uh, over the time that people gone over there, because we've been over there for like 10 years, mm -hmm. uh, they started getting ACs. And like a vehicle, like the vehicles are, and they didn't have no AC. So you're just sucking, man. Oh, hot, man. Hot, as, hot as hell, man. Oof. It doesn't get easier. I can tell you that. Going back over and just, that heat will never, you can never get used to no 150 degree weather. So, Jeez. so coming out to California is pretty nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How are you enjoying your stay? <laughs> it's nice. I like. Is it your cool. first time out here? It's my third time. Oh, okay. So it's pretty nice. I like the beach and all yeah, that. Yeah, everyone's moving to Texas, Arizona. And I said, man, I, I really want to go too, man, with the weather. Yeah, we can't beat it. I mean, we get hot for like two months out of the year, and we bitch about it. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be 110 today. You're inside with your AC blurring. Yeah, like you know? I kept telling, I was like, going out. I like the sweater thing. Like you go out there, it's nice and cool. I can wear a sweater. I don't have to wear a sweater. Mm -hmm. Yeah, over there, it's always tank tops on. Yeah, it's just like you're just hot. Go outside and like four o'clock in the morning, so it won't be so hot. <laughs> you get to work. So, well, man, let's just cut it. Let's cut it off, man. We are at. A little over an hour. No. It was an honor to get you on the show. It was cool, man. It was fun. Yeah, uh, we're going to have to do this again. Uh, one thing I was going to do was travel out there because I got someone out there that lives there, and I want to get them on the podcast too. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to do like a little city tour and get you back on again. Uh, and I got a buddy of mine that, that I'm going to get. So soon I want to I touch base again. Well, you know, I, I appreciate you guys coming on the podcast and, and, and giving us a story and I mean, we got a lot in common, man. Yeah, of course. You know, yeah. we definitely got a lot of common, and uh, I'm happy that you came on the show. And uh, a lot of the stuff we talk about, I, I try to make it, you know, just, you know, relax. You know, I, I've gotten real detail of my, my, my past, and uh, it was great to meet someone. We talked earlier before the show what, what we've been through, and uh, and I'm, I'm glad you guys came on the show. Uh, it was fun. You know? It was a cool experience, man. Yeah, man. You, you, never, you I've can never say been, your I, intro. I, I've, never, I've never been around uh, the lights. Oh, the lights. The lights. Oh, we just Hollywood, started, uh, finally, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I've made it. <laughs> uh, we, we try to give our best, you know, in the production, you know. 
Got my got my five minutes of fame. No, you're good. <laughs> no, you're good, man. Do you want anybody? You want to leave any, anything? Instagram, IG? No, nah, man. I barely. I barely no. You said I don't even watch TV, man. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, once again, man, Jerry, I want to appreciate you hey, coming on the show. Hey, no problem. Thanks for having me. Hey, I want to say what's up to my listeners from around the world. Thank you for tuning in. This is episode 66. And I love you guys. I'll see you next week. Happy Super Bowl Sunday. I don't know who's going to win. I know you guys will probably watch sports either. So, uh, Casey, so Kansas City, um, (laughs) he's saying the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I don't know. I just got square. So, once again, I love you guys. I'll see you next week. Uh, I got a special guest coming in. Once again, I love you guys. I'll see you. Peace.